God's in a great mood. He has beautiful kids. You're proof of that. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you because you are good. I thank you because you began something beautiful. You invited us into it. Before we ever even knew you, you pursued us. You reconciled us back to yourself. And now, not only have you given us life, but you've given us purpose. Not only you've given us purpose, but you've given us your spirit. And right now, I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you would just come. I'm asking that your presence right now would come. Lord, that there would be just a greater awareness of your very presence. Lord, we don't even pretend to be able to move forward without your presence. Relationship with you, God, we count on it completely. Lord, come and invade the parts of our hearts, Lord, that need healed because we have relationships that are, that are broken. We have relationships that are in the process of being healed. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, we have things that, that we're still fighting to get unaddicted. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, we have areas where we have yet to see breakthrough and victory. Holy Spirit, come. We have places where we have questions that are pending. Lord, we don't know how long the question's going to be on the shelf. We don't know if we're going to get an answer in this life or if we're going to have to wait until you come back, Jesus. But in the meantime, Holy Spirit, come. I want you, if you would, just to put your hands in front of you. I want you to just ask the Holy Spirit. Just, Holy Spirit, will you come? Holy Spirit, I'm asking right now that even as, as my brothers and sisters, they're just extending their hands, Lord, as, a, as an act of faith to say, I do need you. I do need you. I am not self-sufficient. I am not independent of you, God. I'm counting on your power and your presence and your revelation. I'm counting on being able to connect with you, God. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's somebody here that you are on the edge of hopelessness. And I just believe that God is saying to you right now, hope does not disappoint us. And I just release hope into your situation in the name of Jesus. I release the tangible presence of God, Jesus Christ, hope of glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Right now, the Holy Spirit is just coming and overwhelming every accusation, every fact of history, every unknown thing, the presence of God. I am with you, says the Lord. My name is Emmanuel, God with you. And with me, it is enough. Thank you. Thank you. I'm getting a little hum going on here. If 
It is absolutely okay and appropriate that every one of us is completely dependent upon the Spirit of God. You will never, ever graduate from that. When we gather together, we plan and hope and desire to have perfect, smooth-running, fun-filled Sundays. doesn't always go that way. When we gather together with our families, we hope there won't be any weird, awkward moments. doesn't always go that way. When we get a chance to go and share the kingdom with others, we hope that we will sound amazing and brilliant and we'll be able to demonstrate mind-blowing, irrevocable, unarguable miracles. Doesn't always go that way. But I'll tell you this, the Spirit of God dwells in each of us. He has begun a good work in you and He will complete it until you come into the fullness of Jesus Christ. You are on that journey right now. You are a part of that process right now. Your life counts right now. This valley awaits the revelation of Jesus Christ that comes through each of you. We are the demonstration of God's goodness in this earth. Amen? I feel like I am extremely loud. Is that true or is it just me? We're okay? Okay. Praise God. This is the first time that I've ever wanted to be quieter than I am. That is a miracle. All right, last week we talked about style. You guys remember this? How many of you remember last week? Thank you. God bless the eight of you that remember last week. Thank you, Jesus. The rest of you are operating in grace. It says his mercies are new every morning. I don't know what you've been doing that you need to not remember last week. I'm playing, I'm playing. I'm sure you were doing good things. But we talked about David. When David came and he was going to kill Goliath, and someone told me, by the way, that I said, and then he killed Saul. No, he did not kill Saul. He killed Goliath. Um, I, I misspoke. But David, when he came to destroy Goliath, Saul said, hey, that sounds like a great idea. Why don't you do it my way? He gave him his armor. And David wisely knew that that armor was untested. He had no testimony of using that armor, so David stuck with what he knew. What do I mean by that? He stuck with who he was, and he went and took the tools and, and, and the person that he was, his tested and true uh, operating procedure, and destroyed the giant. And I use that as a backdrop to talk about, for most of us, when we, when we think about sharing the good news, being good news bringers, when we, have, when we think about a lifestyle of evangelism, most of us get a picture of somebody else doing it the way that somebody else does it, and we try to imagine ourselves being someone else doing something, which means failure from step one. Because how many of you can imagine yourself as someone else and see that as a plausible Solution, no one can, because you're amazing at being you. You're not amazing at being someone else, so you're going to fail from the, from the get-go. And so we talked about most of us have a style problem when it comes to sharing the good news of, of the gospel, of bringing, I just said the good news of the gospel. That really means I said the good news of the good news. I'm going to keep saying that. And so what I wanted to do this week was coming off of this, this idea that, you know what, it's easy to share good news. It's, it's easy to share good news. Say that with me, would you? You are absolutely right. I'm glad you brought that up. That's actually what I'm going to preach about today. It is easy to share good news, but it is only easy to share good news if, if I'm doing it the way that I would do it. 
okay? It's only easy if I'm, if I'm flowing in who God has created me to be. It's only easy for you to share from the point of who you are from coming from the place of who God has created you to be. And so this morning, I wanted to come and say, okay, great, we've talked about, well, what is the good news? And we've talked about, hey, how could we share that? And we've talked about what, how beautiful it is that God has delivered us from, from sin and that he's brought us into relationship, and we've done a lot of those things. But the reality is, at the, at the end of the day, if we don't practice, we will actually probably never do the very things that we're talking about. Come on, am I right? Okay, did you guys know that Harvard and Yale were founded as universities to propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ. They wanted to train ministers and missionaries to see the Great Commission fulfilled. Did you know that? How are they doing now? Yeah. Dang. So, what happened? What happened? I'll tell you what happened. They got to the point where things became so theoretical so scholarly that people stopped having to be learners. There wasn't an application for this. In other words, the teachers, the professors, the culture shapers created an environment where you no longer have to actually do anything about what you learn. Just say, uh uh-oh. Okay, did you know that we could do the same thing here? I mean, you know, yes, come on, okay? We have the propensity to do the exact same thing. We can become hearers of the word and not doers of the word. And how does that happen? Well, we just simply nurture being people who are ever learning but never really doing anything with it, right? Okay, well, you know what? Not on our watch, right? Come on, say not on my watch. That's what I love about you guys, because you're doers. So today we're gonna have a little bit of fun. I'm gonna share essentially just four pieces of the gospel, and then you all, all y'all, we, we all, are going to practice on each other. Say practicing Christianity. Did you know that you could not go to jail for practicing witchcraft back when witchcraft was illegal unless you were actually caught practicing witchcraft? You could be a witch all you wanted. Just don't practice. I wonder sometimes if any of us could get convicted of practicing Christianity if it were suddenly illegal. I'm not saying that you're not saying you're a Christian. This isn't guilt, by the way, I'm just saying. It's important for us to ask ourselves these questions. Like, could I get, would somebody look at me and go, ah, I know what that guy is. Because they see me practicing the very things that I believe. Now, I think the truth is, most of you, I think you'd be convicted, I think we'd all be in jail together. But I still think it's a really important question to ask ourselves, like, could I, could I be in trouble for practicing this if this was illegal? Would I be convicted of actually doing what it is that I say that I believe? 
I think that was a great point. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to talk about four different things, and then we're going to practice some Christianity. Does that sound fun? Yeah, and here's the other great news. You're not going to practice on your spouse. Isn't that great? You guys are getting excited. You want me to get right in here because you're like, oh, I can't wait. Okay, so I want to talk about four things that are beautiful. These are some things that have been ministering to me. I've been going on a, on a journey. Uh, Awino and I have been on an evangelistic journey together, and so we've been uh, enjoying this journey. We've been studying some different things, and there were these four pieces that really encouraged me, and so I'm going to share them with you. And so the first thing is, in embracing a lifestyle of bringing good news, there's going to be some key things that need to happen in order for us to want to be practicing Christianity, being, being those that would carry this good news. And so I just want to share these four things with you, and then I'm going to let you guys practice on each other. How's that sound? The first thing that's going to be really important, go ahead and bring it up, Tyler, is, uh, is that each of us needs to know our own identity, okay? If you're a Christian, you're a witness for Christ by nature, all right? This is good news for you, all right? You don't have to try hard to be what you are. You're actually amazing at being what you are. You know that most of you are encouragers? Did you know by your very nature, because Christ is in you, you actually want to see people win? Come on, is that true? You want to see them win. You want to see them better. You already are acting like your daddy. You're already acting like your big brother Jesus, okay? It's not something you have to work to do. It's who you are. Jesus chose us to bear fruit. John 15, 16 says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask in the Father, I'm sorry, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. So God chose each of us to bear fruit. Would you just say that? I'm gonna bear fruit. All right, I'm bearing fruit. Okay, so that's totally natural. You don't have to try hard to bear fruit. God has made you naturally fruitful, and he chose each of us, so that's good news, right? So the first thing is, I wanna know my identity. I want to know that as a Christian, as someone who loves Jesus, it is very easy for me to want to share, other, share that with other people. Is that true? All right, come on, bring up the next one here, if you would. The second thing is, if evangelism is actually going to be a lifestyle, if it's going to be easy, then love has to be my motive. Love has to be my motive. It's the only way that this stays easy. Okay, how many of you, let's just be honest, let's just be really, really honest, it's our living room, and we can, we can do whatever we want in here because we're totally safe. So, how many of you have shared the gospel out of a motive other than love? I'm actually raising my hand first because I totally have. All right, just, yeah, come on, yeah. How many of you, it was guilt? How many of you shared the gospel out of guilt? I'm again raising my hand actually because I have. I'm an overachiever. How many have done it out of fear? Like, let's get people saved because they're ruining the world. <laughs> and it's not going to be fun to live here much longer if people don't get some good values and love their neighbors. I have done that. You guys are so much better than me. I don't even, why am I pastoring? That's probably the question. All right, John 13, 34 says this, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. Jesus says, it's bigger than just loving your neighbor as yourself. I'm actually telling you there's a new command. Because you have the Spirit of God in you, I'm actually commanding you to love other people as much as I love you. Yeah, come on. Whoa. Hold up, whoa. 
you know God's love initiates. Right? While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Come on. So, let love be the motive. Did you know that you are not responsible to save people? How many of you know that? Okay, because you cannot handle that kind of pressure. You just need to know that. Jesus Christ handled that kind of pressure. Our job is to co-labor with Christ and bring great news to people whom Christ is bringing great news. Amen? All right. So we went to the Saturday market yesterday, and uh, we're hanging out, and uh, I, we know, and Hannah and I, and so we go down to the Saturday market. I have not been to the Saturday market for like, I don't know, forever. Like, probably 15 years, I think, actually. And all the vendors are the exact same people that were there 15 years ago, by the way, <laughs> which is, I thought that was kind of interesting. So anyway, um, and so we showed up, and we, and we sat down on the grass, and, and I just, I just, you know, you, you, you kind of you give yourself a little pep talk, you know, because we're hanging out, and, and um, we're like, all right, you know what, we want to bless some people with the love of Christ. And so I, I shared with the Wino and Hannah, I said, listen, guys, now here's the reality. If God's yoke is easy and his burden is light, how many of you guys remember this sermon? Then that means evangelism, evangelism, <laughs> evangelism is easy and light. So we can't come down here and want to share the kingdom but embrace something that's going to be hard and heavy, right? So let's just sit down and let's just pray and let's go ahead and start with the assumption that God already loves all these people. And what we're going to do is just sit here and let's begin to release an atmosphere of the kingdom of heaven because we're, we're carrying the spirit of God. So we're just going to sit down on the grass. So we did. We went and sat down on the grass. And we just began to pray. And we just said, Lord, we just release your love right now. We're asking that you'd give us some divine appointments. We know why we're here. We're here because we want to we share good news with people. We want to bless people. But, but we're asking that you would just begin right now to create an atmosphere where we are. And then show us, Lord, what divine appointments you have prepared for us today. And so then we just hung out. We're just sitting there. And we actually were really quiet for a long time, which was also a sign and a wonder on my part. And, and so we just sat there, and we're just praying silently and, and hanging out. And, and the whole time, as I was going down there, I'm going to be honest with you in a minute. <laughs> I'm realizing I'm getting ahead of my notes. I'm being honest with you now. But so, we, so that's where we started. Lord, let your atmosphere be here and show us, Father, who you'd like us to speak with. And so then we just spent some time waiting and praying. Okay, I'm going to go to the next point, and I'm going to get back to this story. Okay, so uh, go ahead and give me the next one there. Here's good news about evangelism being easy. Kind of another core value. So first one, you know your identity, okay? You're fruitful, you're a lover of God and a lover of people. Two, you're motivated by love because you're a lover of God and a lover of people. So love is your, is your motivation. Three, and this is probably just for me, maybe some of you will identify, but for me, there's no quota. All right, you're not there to fill a quota. You're, you're not some kind of Jesus headhunter. You know what I mean? People know when you have something to sell. They can tell when you need them to do something for you. Right? Okay. So it's not about, okay, evangelism, I, I, I can't even believe I'm going to say this sentence, but it's true. 
Evangelism is not about productivity. Productivity is one of my favorite words, okay? It's not about productivity. In other words, if we're motivated by numbers or coming home with a great testimony, then we're probably not being led by the Holy Spirit. Don't be driven by religious performance. How many of us, when we go out, we're already starting to think about, or if we're at work or wherever we are, we're already starting to think about, I hope this works out well so that I'll have a good testimony. How many of you have ever had that thought, right? Or you share, and it's like so much short of your expectations. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, this is a divine appointment, and you start to share, and it's just like, you know, you got one little tiny, like, God loves you in there or something, or didn't even get to mention God. You gave them a great word, and then they left before you got to tell them that it was God. And you're like, ah, I totally failed. They just think I'm like a really spiritual person now, okay? Here's the great news. As we're embracing sharing the good news as a lifestyle, it is not about us trying to fill some kind of a quota. It's not about us being able to say, well, I led someone to the Lord today. No, you didn't. Even if you told somebody about Jesus and they got saved, you didn't lead them to the Lord. You co-labored with the Spirit of God who leads all men to the Lord. All right, now here's the great news. If we're co-laboring with the Spirit of God, there's no pressure on us, and we're not responsible for the outcome. Isn't this great news? Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So we're hanging out, and I knew that I was going to be preaching today, because I, I tend to do that on Sundays. And so on Saturday, we're at the Saturday market, and I'm thinking, Lord, it would be really sweet if you'd give me a couple of really great salvations, you know, to kind of encourage my peeps. That would be awesome. Also, if you could help me not to look stupid in front of Awino and Hannah, I would consider that a bonus, Lord. <laughs> and so I honestly was, I, I, I woke up with like 10,000 pounds on my chest. And I'm like, oh, good morning, 10,000 pounds on my chest. And then I'm like, oh, this is so stupid. Like, first of all, how come the only place I can think of is like, you know, the Saturday market? Like, that's kind of cliche, isn't it? Like, you know they ain't safe. And so I'm just like having this, like the weirdest conversations with myself that I haven't really had in a long time, because overall, I don't usually go out to do evangelism so much as that I get to talk to people all the time and I share the kingdom. So I'm just saying, like, as I was going out, I'm like, ha, 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 ha. And, and, and how many of you know the minute that you're leading something, you feel like, oh, I've got to deliver the goods, right? <laughs> don't you? I mean, you just do. You're like, ha, 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 I've got to deliver the goods. And so I'm like, oh, God, I know you're the one that's delivering the goods, but maybe if you could make sure you do that today, that would be good. And so as we went out, I'm just sitting there, and as we're waiting, as we're waiting on the Lord, and, and so I was sharing really, didn't I sound good and confident when I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Didn't you guys, were you feeling that? That was a lie. I was just saying what was true, but I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it. The truth was, I felt stupid um, in this way. I'm coming to the Saturday market to share about something that no one came to the Saturday market to get. 
You know what I mean? It's like, hello, hello, Alaska. I'm selling snow cones. You know? And, and the, I, I kid you not, like, Satan is just like, you're so stupid. Like, you are, you are a cliche little wanny Christian coming in here. What are you doing? You know, what are you doing? And I just ignored completely how I felt. Because honestly, at that moment, my feelings were not helping me. And how many of you know when you come under attack from the enemy, it, it comes with thoughts, but why are the thoughts so powerful? They come with the feelings. Like, you don't know what to say. It's like, that is totally true. This must be the Lord. And so we didn't say anything, which I, again, would just like to take credit for that right now. We just sat there. And so here's a couple things that happened. As, as I worked through my emotions, number one, I remembered like, whoo, boy, I haven't been out taking very many risks lately. I'm like, my risk muscles are flaccid and flabby. <laughs> the devil is exerbering my flabby risk muscles right now. And, and so I had to push through that and just, just, and so you know what I did? I started saying, Lord, could you help me love these guys? You know, like, could you, I, I actually got to be honest right now, Lord, I don't, I'm not brimming with love in this moment. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not brimming with love in this. I don't think anybody in this entire four block radius voted for anything I agree with. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, like, these are the things that are coming. And you know what? I like bathing. Bathing is, I love bathing. You know, I can't, I have to bathe at night because I can't sleep with myself for one, anyway. So I'm just praying, Father, I need to actually love these guys. And so then I just began to do that. And then you know what happened? As soon as I prayed that, this guy walked by and I, and I just got a picture of him. So I, I ran after him and I said, hey man, how's it going? My name is Joshua. And he was like, hey, how you doing? And I said, listen, sometimes I get pictures and I just want to give this picture to you. And I just saw you and I saw that you have come out of this like, major damage has been done in your life. And I just, I just see you that you're a catalyst for change in, in your family. And, and you, were, you have chosen that this is not going to continue and that it, it stops with you. And the truth is it does stop with you. And the guy goes, that is totally accurate. And he was really blessed. And he goes, and he goes man, I, I really appreciate that. And he shared a little bit with me. And, um, and then I didn't get to do anything beyond that. He just, he goes, well, I gotta go, man. And I said, well, God bless you. And he took off. So that was it. That's all I got to like throw in the like obligatory. It was God. Bless, bless you. <laughs> Take luck. So he, he uh, so that, but you know what was awesome? Here, here's what was awesome. I'm co-laboring with the Holy Spirit who's working in that man's life. I'm taking too long on this sermon, too, because you have to practice. Okay, let's move to the next one. I'm co-laboring. I'm co-laboring with what God is doing in this person's life. Can you give me, can you give me the next one there, Tyler? Um, we got to grab that. We got to grab that. Let me, let me give you a backdrop on where you live right now. You live in a post-Christian nation. 
What do I mean by that? I mean that honestly, your children are not praying in school. Most people are not learning about God unless they're already in a Christian home and their parents are teaching them. That's not happening. There's not a culturalizing that's happening in our nation that makes people already specifically privy to the gospel to where there's a theme of like, oh yeah, yeah, Noah, right, I got that, you know? There, there's, that's not happening as it once was. When it was happening more before, it took about 10, say 10, 10 bumps from the gospel and people would come into the kingdom. They, they, would, they would have the gospel presented in one way or another about 10 times they'd come into the kingdom. That has changed. Now it's about 20 bumps. Say 20. Okay, 20 bumps of the gospel and people will come into the kingdom. Why is this important? It's important because I want for each of you good news bringers to understand that this person needs to hear the good news about 20 times before they, they come in. So you don't know if you're the first or if you're the 20th. You might be the 19th. You might have an overachiever and they need 25. Regardless, your bump is really important. If you have a pressure upon yourself to get someone to pray a prayer, now don't get me wrong here, if you are the 20th, you're going to know that it's important now to lead them in a prayer. Okay, so I'm not saying don't try to get people to pray a prayer. I'm saying love them enough to know where they are. Okay, 20, say 20. All right, so you're, when, you're, when you're meeting with someone, when you're sharing with someone, when you're encouraging someone, whether you're just listening, you're, you're empathizing, you're encouraging, maybe you're prophesying, maybe you're presenting the gospel, whatever it is, you're assessing where that person is in relationship to the gospel. Does that make sense? And, and you know, it's actually very, very easy to do that. You have two of these and one of these. If you use them proportionately, you will be a phenomenal good news bringer. Twice as much listening. You're, you're tracking with me. As you're speaking with someone, you're listening for clues. You're letting the Holy Spirit direct you, but you're, you're hanging out with this person and you're listening to what's going on. And as you're listening to what's going on, you're finding out where are they in relationship to Jesus? And then based on where you are, then you let the Holy Spirit direct you. You're already speaking to the person because he's directing you, but then you're looking to say, okay, what will be a blessing to this person right now, a bump towards the kingdom? And it's not always, hey, do you want to pray a prayer with me? Okay? So I'm just saying there's an appropriate time to do that. And I would that everybody you get to talk to is the 20th bump or the exception to the rule. It's the first bump, and they get saved just like that. But we are actually being motivated by love. Is this making sense? All right. I love this. Evangelism is supposed to be a delightful adventure with your best friend, the Holy Spirit. Come on. How many of you are experiencing that now? That's why we're preaching this. <laughs> but, you know, it is true. There's no pressure on you. But you do get to co-labor with what Christ is doing in other people's lives. And there is an intentionality about that. Okay? Because how many of you know that we actually drove to the Saturday market? We scheduled that we would be there for a couple of hours. We went there, and then we hung out and waited, and then went and talked to the people that God identified to us. It cost us two hours. We had a really nice time. We had some lemonade. We sat in the sun. We listened to music, and then we got to go take some risks, and it was fun. It was fun. 
God wants to restore the joy back to our lives. Did you know that you were created to see people be born again? Do you know that? You were created as part of what God is doing in this earth. And what is he doing in this earth? He's reconciling people back to himself. If we are not engaged in what what the life giver is doing, then we don't get life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Remember when Jesus was at the well and they came to Jesus and they said, Jesus, you want something to eat? And he goes, oh, I'm not even hungry. And they go, what? And he goes, oh yeah, I've, I've, my, my, my food is to do my Father's will. Do you remember that? And they're, and they're thinking, well, he must have got some food from somewhere. But no, what he did was he, he prophesied to this lady. And then the lady went and told the whole village about Jesus. And you know what? Jesus got charged up by it. Jesus was like, I'm not even hungry. This was exciting. Do you remember when Jesus came back, or the 72 came back from going out and doing signs and wonders and telling people about the kingdom and healing the sick? And Jesus, what did he do? He shouted and he danced. And he said, this is amazing. God has revealed his kingdom to you. This is awesome. And he's dancing around and yelling. Why? Because the kingdom brings life. I want to say this. For those of you that have been kind of bored with worship later, lately, it's because you've gotten out of step with the kingdom of heaven. Chances are you haven't enjoyed sharing the gospel with anyone for quite a while. For those of you that are having a hard time remembering why we gather, chances are you've stepped out of the things that bring life. For those of you that are finding little things that irritate you and bother you and such, it's because you have too much time on your hands to be critical because you're not out fighting the real battle. Freedom, baby! You were created to rock this world. You were created to have the joy of the Lord, the dancing, exciting Jesus that goes, oh, did you see that? Remember they came and they go, hey, look, you know what? The, the demons were bowing down to us. They, we, they had to leave when we told him to go away. And Jesus goes, hey, you know what's even more exciting? You saw some people get healed. I saw Satan fall like lightning from having control over this area anymore. Don't rejoice in the fact that demons tremble when you, when you come in the name of Jesus. Rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. What was he saying? Evangelism's fun. <laughs> come on. Who's encouraged? All right, here's what we're gonna do. This is going to be a five-minute exercise, and then we're going to go eat lunch. You guys up for it? Okay. Romans 3.23 says this. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Would you say that? Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Go ahead. (laughs) Did it, like, go down? Oh, it changed. (laughs) There we go. Let's try again. I was like, what happened? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. All right, let's go to the next one, Tyler. All right. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then the next one. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. 
that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That's the gospel. That's the whole gospel. Isn't that beautiful? There's a, there's a neat little outline that I um, tell to go all the way to the last slide um, that, uh, that I came across, and I think it's very cool. It's just four things to kind of remind us of, 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 of how God, you know, here's the story. Here's the story of the gospel. God formed us. He made us. You're made in his image. Sin deformed us. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, as you just said in Romans. Christ transforms us. He died that we could have new life and be born again, right? And then the Holy Spirit, we receive the Spirit of God, and what does, he, what does it say about the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He renews us. He reforms us. He creates us to be like what? Like Christ. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe that the greatest, probably the, the greatest hindrance right now, at least for this tribe, I'm not going to speak for the whole body of Christ, but I am going to speak for this tribe, is that we oftentimes forget of how simple the gospel is. Did you know you, when you tell people the truth, it resonates? And you can share this with lots of people. Hey, I just wanted to let you know, you are made in God's image, and you're beautiful, and God absolutely adores you. And the person says, well, I don't believe in God. And you go, but you know what? That's okay. I'm, I'm just letting you know that I do, and he loves you. And you know what? That's going to be as far as you need to go. With that person, you don't need to go to the next step and say, yeah, well, you're a sinner. Okay? Bam. That's going to be a bump away from the gospel at that point. It's where you're using, you know what I mean? You have the Spirit of God. Right now, they just need to know about that. Because you know what? That's another bump. You can, you can see that. Okay, here's what you're going to do. You're going to stand up. Go ahead. We're literally just going to take five minutes. And what I want you to do is go find someone that you don't know. And I want you to share this gospel with that person. And maybe if you're here and you actually have never heard the gospel before, go easy on us. We're practicing. <laughs> but feel free to come into the kingdom. It's nice. All right, go ahead. Move around. Grab somebody. We're just going to take five minutes. I want you to share the gospel with each other. Use, use your words and just begin to share with them. Hey, you going to practice on me? Well, go ahead, share it with me, baby. I'm ready. 
you just share the gospel as you understand it to me. These are just remember, reminders of kind of the main theme, but. I don't understand. Well, if, if I had never heard about God, okay. how would you share with me? Just share with me as though I've never heard about Christ. All right, let's just take about a minute here and finish sharing.
All right. How many of you, all right, if everybody can kind of turn, turn, turn your attention. You can stay right where you are because we're just going to go eat lunch together now. But how many of you, how many of you found that challenging? How many found that challenging? Yeah, yeah. Isn't it interesting? Here you are filled with a room of people who came to hear about Jesus, and it was hard to want to tell them about Jesus. Isn't that funny? Okay. How many of you would say that that, that actually helped you to break through uh, a fear barrier just now? Come on. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Now here's, now here's the beauty. I want everybody to take your hand and just put it, on your, put it on your heart. All right, let's, let's just, uh, we're going we're gonna to pray this, but we're going we're gonna to do a, a declaration and a prayer, okay? All right. Inside of me is the King of glory. His Spirit loves. He wants me to be with Him. He's showing me how much He loves. Holy Spirit, you can do whatever you want. I'm in. Help me to learn. Help me to listen. Help me to act. I love risk. Give me lots of them. Amen. <laughs> Let's go eat some lunch together, guys. Good job.